It's hard to find the right words to suitably pay tribute to someone who always had the right words for every occasion. Our family has lost its voice. That's the sound of Julia Kushitsky's son, Jonathan, or Jono, as he's called, speaking at his mother's funeral on Tuesday about the impact of her death on her extended family. There were a lot of words, words of gratitude and tributes at the service before the family flew to be at her burial in Israel on Wednesday. Julia Koshitsky was an internationally known Canadian philanthropist and community leader. She died of cancer on Monday at the age of 78. Now people around the world are remembering the woman who's been described as Jewish royalty and a giant in the world Jewish community, a leader who cared so much about touching her audiences that according to her daughter Serena, her mother never gave the same speech twice. No one could say it like Julia. Whether you were in San Francisco, Moscow, Berlin, Montreal, Ottawa, Washington, Metula, the southern steps of Jerusalem, Caracas, Toronto, Cape Town, Morocco, Melbourne, Sao Paulo, Calgary, Geneva, Winnipeg, Amsterdam, or Antwerp, you got a standing ovation. You wowed presidents and dignitaries, and you inspired young people in every city you visited. Each and every one of your presentations was a true labor of love, and as you said when you spoke in Berlin in 1992, the past has served as my guide and my teacher. It has given me a great deal, but it has also demanded for me a great deal. That's my challenge, to use the lessons of the past to motivate me to even greater action. And so you never stopped. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, March the 24th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Messages of condolence and appreciation are flooding in for the Kashitsky family, including from the President of Israel, Isaac Herzog, and from Nachman Shai, Israel's Minister for the Diaspora. But aside from her support for Israel, Julia Kashitsky volunteered with Toronto's Jewish community charities, raising money in annual campaigns to pay for a myriad of community services, like schools and summer camps and libraries and Meals on Wheels for Holocaust survivors. In the 1990s, she helped raise $100 million U.S. just from Canadian donors to help fly hundreds of thousands of Soviet Jews to begin new lives in Israel. Coming up, we'll hear from several people who knew her. First, Gerald Sheff. He's a Toronto businessman and philanthropist and community leader in his own right. He joins me now to remember her grace and her strong modern Orthodox Jewish faith. First of all, our sincere condolences on, on, on your loss and on, on, on your loss of your friend. Thank you. Everybody's loss. Let's take a step back and tell us a bit when you first met Julia, or Julie as people called her. Uh, uh, what was the circumstances when you first met? Uh, I can't tell you when I first met her. I came to Toronto in 1971. I'm originally from Montreal. And I would have become, you know, I was young at the time. It's, uh, it's over 50 years ago. And I would have become involved in the Jewish community initially through UJA fairly shortly after that. And, and somewhere around that time, or maybe a little after that time, I would have come into contact with Julie because Julie's been involved in the community for so long. And as I, you know, as I assumed more and more responsibility in the community and got more and more involved, 
uh, you know, I got to know Julie better, traveled with her, uh, you know, and or Henry and some of the members of their family over many, many years on various and sundry Israel trips. Uh, we, have been, we were in Kiev together. We were at Bobby Yar together. Uh, two and a half years ago, we were in Russia together. In fact, we met with, uh, we met with Putin, believe it or not. Uh, you Tell know, us more uh, about that. Why we, were you there? We were, well, this was a this was a, an international leadership reunion that the Russians were hosting in Moscow. This is a group of uh, Jewish people from all over the world that meet every couple of years. I think two years earlier, if my recollection is correct, it, it was actually the reunion was here in Toronto. In fact, that, in fact, it, it was here in Toronto, and Julie, I think, was the chairman of it. Not surprisingly, Julie, Julie was chairman of uh, Karen Hayasad, you know, a worldwide operation, uh, the foundation for, for, uh, for Israel. And her son, her, her son-in-law, David, is now, is now chairman uh, in, in that capacity. So that's what brought us to, uh, to uh, Russia. Anyway, that's... Uh, but it speaks to the fact that Julia Pashitsky was meeting with world leaders all over the world, uh, and this is one of them before she, you know, was, became ill. Her office, as her son was saying, is filled with pictures of her with world figures and and, and important people. That's true, although I would say, uh, you know, she undoubtedly had many, many photo ops with world leaders all over the world, but Julie herself was, uh, was a, a major leader and was a leader of the Jewish community all over the world. And she is known to, uh, to Jewish leaders worldwide in any country. And as head of Karenina Sud, she traveled to these countries constantly and, uh, you know, always spoke, and, you know, brilliantly. They said that her family, the family has lost its voice. Yes. Was one of the things that they said. Yes. Um, and what do you know about her style? of the way she would speak with people. Everybody's saying things like she knew how to make people feel good and with dignity and, and she, she had the right thing to say at all times. What can you tell us about that? She had extraordinary gifts of communication and empathy and kindness and subtlety and generosity and uh, softness. She was literally loved by all let me end by asking one memory of you of her that is special to you you'd like to share with us well my wife told me the other day she came across a picture of julie and me uh in a uh we were in a, this is the time of the gulf war 1991 1991 so we both were in israel standing at the hotel we were there for a Karen Hayasad meeting, which I was on the board of at the time. And the alarm went off very shortly after I checked into the hotel and I found myself in this, uh, at the time we were worried about gas, the Scud missiles coming from Iraq and so on. I was, and, I'm, and I have a picture of me sitting on the floor beside Julie, both of us wearing gas masks. And I think if, if my memory is correct, she was reading Tehillim, her prayer book. Uh, that would be one. 
Julia Kaczynski's name and that of her husband Henry have been linked to many causes, but especially as benefactors to Jewish education. Aside from donating to York University's Jewish Studies programs, the couple lent their name and their money and support to found the Julia and Henry Kaczynski Center for Jewish Education in Toronto. To support 14 private Jewish schools, plus the PJ Library, a free book program for Jewish young families, the birthright trips to Israel, and more. Daniel Held was the executive director of that center for seven years. How, what, is the, what is the importance of that, that institution to Jewish education in, in the Toronto area? We created with them the Kashitsky Center for Jewish Education here at UJA Federation of Greater Toronto, um, bringing together the best of federation and the best of philanthropy in our community to make sure that we can invest in creating the strongest Jewish day school system in Toronto. So um, there are about 10,000 kids in Jewish day schools in Toronto. Um, it is a Toronto is a day school city. Um, we are fortunate to have about a third of elementary school kids and about a quarter of high school kids in Jewish day school. Um, and those numbers are next to Montreal, the highest in North America, and really have a profound impact on our community, not just today, but into the future. But I'll also say, I mean, it would be very easy for um, the center to say our job is about Toronto. Um, but... Federation here and the family really believes that we should be helping communities wherever they are. So I'm fortunate in my job to be able to also work with communities in Vancouver and Ottawa and Calgary and London and Hamilton and the day schools there and across the United States to be able to share what we learn with other communities. And I think that is part of the generosity and also the vision um, that we share so deeply. Okay, one of the big issues, of course, is the cost, and a lot of Jewish parents can't afford it. You were mentioning the philanthropy arm. Can you speak to, uh, you know, how much they gave and uh, what, where, where it go, how long it lasts for the future? Like, what was their gift? So the family has been a cornerstone of ensuring a mantra that we really believe in that no child will be denied a Jewish education because of cost. Um, and that started with the very early work of Federation through its annual campaign in investing dollars in Jewish education. Um, in 2000, 2000, 2007, 2008, 2009, as um, the financial crisis was hitting our schools and our community, um, the family came forward and um, gave another significant investment um, through the Kashitsky grant which um, puts more dollars into, um, into scholarships to ensure that more kids can receive a Jewish education and to ensure that our schools are sustainable. And most recently, the family has been um, a driving force between the Generations Trust, which is a bold initiative to make scholarships available to more and more families in our city, recognizing that the cost of life, uh, the cost of living is going up, the cost of day school is going up, and we need to extend our scholarships to more and more families. Um, so Julie and the Kaczynski family have been tremendous leaders in helping us bring that to life and champions of making sure that Jewish day school education is accessible to the greatest number of kids in our community. Kaczynski's past always influenced her present. As the child of Holocaust survivors who came to Canada after the Second World War, Julia often said she felt lucky and was grateful to live in Canada. In 2015, she was awarded the Order of Canada, and she began to volunteer and attended citizenship ceremonies for new Canadians. And she always did it with grace and style, according to her grandson, Yaniv. It is why every meal, be a Pesach Seder or a regular Sunday brunch, deserved the finest china and crystal jugs, and why it was essential to get dressed to the nines for every occasion, even a Zoom bris. 
It is why you made a point every time we gathered as a family to express your hakarat hatov, to appreciate what Hashem has given us. And it is why when you were deservedly bestowed with the Order of Canada, you took the opportunity to serve as the officiating government representative for new Canadian citizens, articulating to them how transformational the opportunity they had to be Canadians truly is, as you too were once a new immigrant standing in their very position. You truly never missed an opportunity to make an impact, Safta, and for that we and the entire Jewish people are forever grateful. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. And we'll end the episode with the words of former Senator Linda Frum, who was a friend of Julia Koshitsky's and who paid tribute to her in this Jewish National Fund dinner from 2018, where the couple was honored. Julie and Henry have an ethical core that is so deep. I think they commit themselves every day to being really good human beings. I look up to Julie and I have for decades as one of the greatest role models we have in our community. 